0: Let's say you're in the market for a new car right now and you've heard all about those stock shortages. What should you do? Like, how exactly should you play this game? Details next. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia website for that obviously or you can just up there now dude. Captain's log 3.141592653 six. The car industry is ruining the day it's screwed over all of those computer chip manufacturers because, when the pandemic hit and demand for TVs and computers and gaming consoles went through the roof because of all of that alleged working from home, car makers just got dumped out in the cold. They went properly under the bus. Production lines at car factories did not exactly grind to a halt, but global demand for cars has easily eclipsed supply. And the thing that's stopping car makers from making more cars to meet that demand is chip manufacturers who are presently struggling to supply far more profitable computer chipsets to the likes of Apple and Samsung. So now that we're all caught up on the underlying causality here and the dynamics thereof, waiting times on some new models have just receded like Over the horizon, right? So we're in a market where demand, in general, grossly exceeds supply. And when that happens, and frankly, this is just economics 101, it places upward pressure on prices. In other words, there's a flood of buyers, right? And limited supply of new cars to satisfy those buyers. And therefore, dealers are generally not motivated to discount. Not like they were like two years ago, when car sales were properly in the doldrums and they could not shift any stock that they had, seemingly. There was desperation times then. So if you are in the market for a new car right now, my strong advice is wait if you can, because discounting is going to return in earnest when supply frees up. And this may be as early as six months away. It might be longer. And frankly, anybody who tells you that they know exactly when this is going to happen is, frankly, full of it. Obviously, if your car just got written off or something, you probably cannot wait to buy another car. You need a car now, right? And that sucks. But for most other people who are shopping around right now, waiting is, frankly, the smart commercial move. For many cars, you're going to be waiting anyway, even if you sign on the dotted line right now, and you will likely pay the full freight or near enough. It doesn't seem like a smart move for most people to sign and pay a deposit and then just sit on their asses and wait until, allegedly, I don't know, October or the heat death of the universe or something, right? why not leave your options open instead? Like, remain uncommitted and see what happens in October or whenever. I'd be playing it that way if at all I could. So, some people have said to me that they simply cannot wait because their lease is running out and they have to go again. To which I would retort, like, if you are happy with the car, dude, just ring the finance company and refinance the balloon for another 12 months Take a break on the payments of sorts because doing that is going to cost you less than going again with a brand new car, and then just reassess when supply frees up again, and it will. Dealers are, of course, still dead keen to stitch you up. Yes, like right now, today, because a deposit and a signature is money in the bank at a later date for them with less of a discount than they would normally have to concede to get you over the line. Plus, stitching you up right now takes you out of play. It makes you transact with them. You are no longer in the market, right? You are unlikely to shop around much more. You probably won't therefore transact with a different brand or at a different dealer because... The deposit is hanging over your head if you do this, right? If you back out of the deal that you have signed for, they will be keeping that deposit and there's nothing you can do about it. And that is essentially just money for jam for them, right? Because they'll just commit that car to somebody else. They will not make a loss or take a hit. It's just a windfall. It's actually very dangerous to go into a dealership with the vague notion of quote-unquote just looking around. Because dealers are ambush predators, right? And you are standing on their X. That's how ambushes work. And their job, fundamentally, is to turn your sort of vague interest into a firm commitment with a deposit and a signature. This is a game, okay? And they are so good at playing it. And To do this, they will proffer several dozen reasons, if necessary, as to why it is a terrific idea for you to transact now. They will say, I don't know, otherwise you'll be back in three months and we'll be having this conversation and the queue will be even longer, or something, or like... Get in now or you'll miss the boat and the next boat and the boat after that. It'll be that kind of conversation to suit the prevailing market dynamics, right? But these are, of course, bullshit excuses, right? Dealers simply do not detain themselves with considerations orbiting the planet good for you. They don't care about that. They are exclusively obsessed with what's best for them. Big difference. They achieve this objective by framing the debate using a bunch of compelling-sounding reasons for you to act now, even though you really don't have to, and maybe you should not. Just look at the clock in the showroom, right? Just look up there. It's on the wall in every showroom, okay? It's always the same friggin' time in these places. It's bullshit o'clock. Whenever the sales dude's lips are moving and his larynx is vibrating, he's just telling you the time, dude. I would not make decisions based on, let's call it, information such as that. Therefore, go in with a game plan. Know the drive-away price, undiscounted. Like, it's at the website. Take... Broadly, 15% off that. Okay. So, for example, say the car you want is 35 grand, full freight on the road, drive away, undiscounted. With 15% off, broadly, it's about 30 grand, right? Which is a nice round number. Never go in as a couple. Because the sales dude is just going to play one of you off against the other. That's a great game for him, but it sucks for you. It'll be him and your missus looking over at you like you're some sort of friggin' cheapskate, cheaping out by sticking to your guns and wanting that discount. You mark my words. This is not a two player game, okay? Two players on your team, ba They are such elite performers, dealers. I respect them for that. They're so good. <laughs> It's like stepping in the ring with Iron Mike. You know you're going to end up on the canvas, but at least you're dealing with a professional, and you probably won't even see him hit you. So go in alone, and you say something like, "Yeah, dude, love that car. Car of my friggin' dreams. I wanted bad, but my missus is gonna cut my nuts off. Should I spend one cent over?" 30 grand. So I've got 30 grand burning a hole in my pocket on the table right now. Serious offer. Can we transact? Put it to him exactly like that. He's going to go, let me give her a call. Because what he's doing now, right, is trying to remove the roadblock. Seeing as how you and he now want exactly the same thing. You're on the same page. And this thing you want is for you to buy that car, right? You both want that. So you go, no can do, dude. She's a nurse in the emergency department or she's a teacher in class all day or she's a lawyer in court all day and therefore the phone is unavailable during working hours. What a pity. So now, okay, he cannot go to work on whoever is holding your limit. He cannot go to work on the impediment. What a damn shame. Like... Checkmate, dude. It's bilateral bullshit o'clock now. Still bullshit o'clock, but you're both playing the game. And to me, this is just much fairer. You are no longer holding your spending limit. Somebody else is, and they cannot be reached. Oh, well. This, of course, does not have to be a person who actually exists, this limit holder, okay? Just a hypothetically plausible person. And yes, before you write an outraged, comment on behalf of your moral compass, which has been offended by my suggestion, I am absolutely proposing that you lie intentionally, pathologically, through your teeth, to the sales guy's face, like you friggin' mean it. (laughs) Just advice, dude, you don't have to take it, but if you want the saving, take it. At this point, he's either going to take your offer or leave it. And there might be some theatrics, they are pretty good at bunging that on when they're backed into a corner, like, like you care. You are not there to find a friend, okay? You will not be going out for beers afterwards, except of course, in hell. Ultimately, if it's a big fat negatory on your 30 grand offer, you can come up two grand to like 32, which is still 10% off, and in my view, still a pretty good deal in today's market. Like nuts on the line dude i will come up two grand and i just hope she doesn't go for the rusty spoon final offer take it or leave it what you're doing here right is you're running an experiment you are testing the limits of that dealership's motivation to discount on that car you can't just ask the guy up front because you will not get an honest answer You have to be a manipulative, coercive bastard, politely and pleasantly, of course, just like him. Like, reflect it back at him. And if he doesn't go for that at 32 grand, he's really not bullshitting you about having zero motivation to discount, probably. But do not cave in and pay the full freight, Okay? Leave your number. Just walk and tell him to feel free to call you if he changes his mind on the 32 you'll go out and see what's on offer elsewhere. This is a coercive card too and you should play it because they really hate that. The thought of your money exiting the building uncommitted, that's terrible to a car dealer. Worst case scenario, just come back in 6 to 12 months and go through the theatrics again. Because when supply frees up again, as it surely will, and latent demand in the market is satisfied, the discounting floodgates will once again open. (laughs) And am I looking forward to that? Yeah, kind of. And if I were you, I'd make it kind of like surfing, okay? You just paddle out with the board and you float around, neutrally buoyant, and you await the wave. There will be one and it's going to be such a sweet ride, provided you can delay your automotive gratification until it breaks.